Mama Lorenzo. And this is the Pop Style Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the teen, your Tilo, Tom Fitzgerald, and I'm here with the low and your Tilo, Lorenzo Marquez, my love, last And a, we are in mid-August. Are we recording? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I, see, I don't want to do that. Oh, Come I love on. that. Oh, my God. I don't like I love that. No, no I want people to know how oh, much work God. you're doing while we're recording. <laughs> like it's my private life <laughs> as you speak into a microphone please like and subscribe yes. but it's my private life. life no it's i think it's good that people know that we are you we know have a lot of buttons going well, on exactly exactly <laughs> um we there is no producer we're not sitting no. in a booth and we no. don't edit this podcast later so you know it's all done on well, the that's fly the thing. it's live people we, it's we live we, recording we don't edit that's why sometimes i sound like an idiot but that's fine and um cats everywhere we right, have cats right, everywhere right. You know? of, no, yeah I, I love that part of it right. I, I don't feel like we need Got to it. hide that from people we're sitting at our dining room table there's a quilt on the table to keep the okay. sound down that's a little crossing the line here all right enough <laughs> it's an it's very lovely and homegrown <laughs> and cats everywhere and cats everywhere okay so um despite that upbeat opening we're going to tell you lots of sad stories this week it's um it's sad celebrity gossip uh one thing I want to say is that, you know, it's mid-August. Um, this is such a dry period in this, you know, for our, our, our line of work and everything. And I got to say, just as an aside, I'm really kind of annoyed with Netflix at the moment. And I feel like this might be indicative of their money problems because it's crazy to me that the Sandman cast was not sent I know, out. I, know. I we Believe it or not, we actually, I don't know why I say believe it or not. We've been around for 16 years. We're, we're, we're a major operation. But yes. Lorenzo and I do have uh, editorial meetings and we plan things out and everything. And we look at what's coming up in a month ahead. And when we looked at August... One of the things I said was, oh, the Sandman drops. And right. I mean, look at that cast. It's Tom Sturridge and Gwendolyn Christie and, you know, uh, Kirby Hell Baptiste. They're going to they're gonna turn it out. There's just going to be all the... Right. We, I honestly thought this whole month was going to be taken over with the Sandman, House, um, of, the House Dragon. of Dragon, and uh, Lord of the Rings. Although Lord of the Rings is, is doesn't come out for a little while. Um, House of the Dragon has stepped up, but... I really feel like it's indicative. Oh, the other indication I want, the thing that I think is kind of interesting about the Sandman, and yes, I know we did an entire podcast and a week's worth of, uh, yes. so I, I won't turn this over to a discussion of the Sandman, but um, we were embargoed from uh, doing any sort of uh, reviews or anything like that till the day it dropped. Right, the everybody day, pretty much. Which is yeah. usually when, that, yes. when an embargo like that is so strict, it's because the show is shit and they don't want a bunch of bad. Yes, that's what happens. If they ask you to wait until the last minute, it's because they're afraid uh, critics are going to say something bad. I honestly yeah. think that um, Netflix might not have understood what they had with that show. Right. Because it's think so. apparently a hit. It's number one in 89 countries for the last week. They and haven't announced in the second season. They yet, haven't announced. Which, but I think they have all these money and subscriber problems. And I think that's they're taking a much more cautious approach. But... It's a real disappointment to us because we thought there was going to be a lot. It's amazing. Yeah, we uh, thought there was carpet, yeah. going to be a lot. Of, we thought they were going to be on magazine covers and doing the Tonight Show the way any new show launch would be done. But um, that did not pan out. So Nope. No. And anyway, that's just an aside to my main point, which is this time of year, things tend to slow down before we head into the film festival season. And then right after that, it 
we head into award season. But July, August, kind of a... It's very slow. Yeah, it's a low period. And I think it, it might be a little bit worse this year. Or maybe my expectations were high because we're not on any sort of lockdown or anything. I don't know. But when it came time to put together, you know, topics for this podcast, I said, you know, I got nothing except a bunch of sad celebrity stories. Yeah. And we batted it around and we said, all right, well, we can talk about them. Let's yeah. talk about them. It's not gossip. Well, some of it's gossip. But uh, we're going to talk about. Um, uh, I mean, it's stuff that everyone's talking it's about. It's stuff so. that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it pops up in our line of work. Right. So let's go with it. There's nothing else and going then you on. You can comment in the comment section. You let us know how you feel about it. And how terrible we are for talking about these things. <laughs> But we first, first we each have a two-minute uh, TV show review to do. You're going to do Uncoupled. Yes, that we haven't I'm, talked about it yet. And I'm going to do A League of Their Own. So two queer shows from two queer yeah. reviewers. Lorenzo, tell us what you think of Uncoupled, starring Neil Patrick Harris, and it's on Netflix, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, I was very excited about it uh, because, um, I don't know, I was expecting... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are we just gonna keep going? <laughs> so sorry. sorry our, our band just kicked in. <laughs> oh my god! What is going on? Our, our in-house yeah. band just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I pressed uh, our the recording equipment here. has I know. all these. Oh my god! No, we could do a no. studio applause I if know. we no. want. Oh my god! I just pressed the wrong button. Oh my god! So I'm anyway. sorry if you had your like headphones turned way up or something. That's all around oh my god for blowing I'm so out sorry. your ear. Anyway, anyway, the band can go now. I cannot believe I just got finished saying, "Oh, it's a pop and pop operation. We do it all on the fly, and then you prove it." Like, you, oh my god! In seven years of doing this, you've never done no, that. No, I just pressed that is button here. And then, oh my god! Anyway, um. I was very excited so, like about the Arsenio show. like the Arsenio Hall show in here for right. a minute. I was very excited about Uncoupled because, you know, it's a gay show, blah, blah, blah. I like to watch them. Uh, so I watched the screeners and I was like, uh. <clears throat> I mean, I watched it by myself. You, you didn't watch it with me. and uh, you, you I, It was on in the background and I immediately loathed it the minute. Yeah, I you hated loathed, it. I hated it. So um, I didn't watch it. But I, I kind of, it was entertaining. I laughed a lot, but it's a very cliche type of show. Uh, it's, you know, New York. Rich people in New York, gay men in New York, uh, rich gay it's men by in New York. The, the original creator of Sex and the City, like Darren Star. Darren Star, yeah. Yeah, so it's very much Sex and the City, a lot gayer, you know, yeah. if, if that's possible. Um, it, it's very funny because uh, um, it's, it has all the cliches, you know, it's, it's kind of like Sex and the City, but the gay version. You know, all the friends, they get together for brunch and they talk about what happened the night before, that type of thing. Um, it is about a. A couple, and um, you know the <laughs> one of the uh, partners turns fifty, and uh, he walks out on on the other guy, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and um, they've been together for seventeen years. So the show is about a you know homosexual man uh, in his fifties or late forties, um, single again in New York, and then having to deal with a whole gay New York. Uh, life that he's not used to anymore because he's been together with someone for 17 years. So I thought it was funny many times. Some of the jokes are funny. You know, the grinder jokes and all that because they are real and funny. Um, but it's very much what you expect of a, of a show like that. You know, it's, it's like I said, it's very much like Sex in the City with all the friends. And, you know, you have the uh, typical, 
you know, dark-skinned friend, you know, so he has a Latina friend, uh, and then you have the unattractive, you know, friend, and then the slutty one. It's it's all the cliches you find in any type of situation like that. I thought it was funny. It it was I enjoyed it, but it's not great show. It's not great TV. It's not a great show. Uh, it's just kind of funny. Um, it does look like they're gonna have a second season. We'll see. But it's it's very cliche. It it felt dated every now and then. It felt like you know this is very dated uh, type of gay uh, life. You know, in general, right, just right, the, right. The, the typical characters and the typical situations that gay men go through. But they do get it right when it comes to gay New York because the gay New York is brutal. Um, it's really really bad. <laughs> but uh, they get it right, you know, and. And they get the, the, the thing that, you know, you've been in a relationship for 17 years and then you single again. I mean, it's true of straight men or, or gay men or straight people and or gay people, but um, you do forget and you're not used to that kind of life anymore and you have to go back to it. The whole dating thing and, you know, and being rejected and the whole how brutal it is, especially in New York. So they, they get that right, I think. And it's funny, occasionally funny every now and then. So I... You know, I recommend it. Give All it right. a shot. I hated it. <laughs> I know you did. Uh, I just want to briefly talk about A League of Their Own, um, which drops today on Prime Video. It is uh, not a sequel or an adaptation to the 1992 film. It is just uh, a, a story set in the same milieu in the same time period about the All-American Girls Baseball League in the 1940s. Um, and I saw the first two episodes, and... I'm not going to say that they set me on fire, like, oh my God, this is going to be prestige television, Mm -hmm. the hottest show, blah, blah, blah. But I was pleasantly entertained for what it was. Uh, I will say it has the... Uh, there are times when it feels a little agenda oriented. Uh, on the one hand, it the show is working very hard to do something the movie never did, which is to show uh, black women trying to bl- break into baseball teams at the time mm, in the 1940s. And that part, I'm all for. I love it. The other part, it's again, I'm not against it, but um, there's a a focus on queerness that the film. Um, the 1992 film never even implied and there's a you know there is there are a lot there's a long history of queer women in organized sports right um and even in the american uh, all american girls baseball league there were plenty of women who came yes. out later who were gay so i am certainly not opposed to it and by any stretch of the imagination but there are times when it feels very forced it feels like okay is, is this i guess is this a show about lesbians? Because if that's the case, then fine. But I don't think that's what they're trying to do. Right. This is a very general sort of observation over on the first two episodes. And I don't want to, uh, anyone to give too much weight to it. This is just coming out of the gate. I was like, wow, they're really, they're telling the stories of the queer players over everyone. Or it feels that way. Right. And um, I, I, uh, I, I just, it's, it, it has all of the markers of the film in the sense that it looks and sounds like it. Uh, it they get the costumes right, they get the musical cues right. It looks like the 1940s, um, but they don't. None of the characters track to the movie, and that's not a complaint. I actually think that's a good thing. They're all brand new characters, and they're not even. 
you know, there's not like a Dottie Henson, which is Gina Davis's character from the movie. There's not like a Dottie Henson type or anything. There are, there are, there is one character that'll make you think of Rosie O'Donnell almost immediately. Incidentally, Rosie O'Donnell is also in this as a lesbian bar owner, a Butch Dyke lesbian bar owner in the 1940s, which I'm really looking forward to that, especially since the lesbian bar scene in the mid-century is not well documented. No, not at on all. Film. So all of that I'm really looking forward right. to. I just feel like sometimes they were really heavy-handed with, is every girl on this team in the closet or, or what? Um, and the only solid criticism I have is that... Uh, and maybe this goes hand in hand with the feeling that it feels like they're trying too hard to p- push something here. But um, the di- dialogue and, and the way everyone acts is extremely modern. And that's fine. That's a choice you can make. But when it's, it's jarring for me sometimes when you get these shows that put so much work into the art direction and the costumes mm-hmm. of a certain period. When they open their mouth. And yeah. then everybody acts like it's right. 2022. Right, right. And this has become this is becoming more and more common in 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 period films and period television shows. And I don't know. I would rather see a period piece where uh, the costumes are completely inaccurate, but they get the attitudes of the characters correct. Mm-hmm. I think that's becoming a thing now. Like yeah. what twisting the costumes a little or the sets a little you know or just the, yeah so but in this case the sets and the costumes are perfect right. it's the actual writing that mm-hmm. makes it feel very modern this isn't a hard and fast criticism it's just an observation but i did i do want to say the cast is great abby jacobson uh who who also co-created it she was in broad city uh darcy carden is really really good in this um a completely different character from janet that she played on the good place and i'm glad she's getting this sort of this sort of spotlight time and uh you know the character is a bit of a um i wouldn't say a sex spot that's not the right word for it but she just exudes a lot of confidence and mm-hmm. sexiness and everything like that and that isn't what janet was like so it's nice to see her get to spread her wings shantae adams uh, as max the the woman who's trying to break into a uh, ba- black woman who's trying to break into baseball. Also fantastic. So I haven't seen the whole series, I, uh, but I am going to finish it maybe this weekend or or try and make my way through it this weekend. But it's great. I really, really enjoyed Good. it. And um, I would recommend it. A solid B plus from what I can tell. There you go. All right. Moving on to sad celebrity stories. I know. First Plenty one of, of the week is uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, I know. It's very sad. Dying this week of, uh, from what I understand, her, this was her third bout of breast cancer. She's been battling it on and off for decades, and this time it got her. Um, what's in, And it, it's just one of those, you know, I don't know. I, 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 there are certain celebrities where I think it hits everyone harder than, than they expect it. Like, there's cer- certain celebrities where it's like Betty White, everyone knew that was going to be right, hard. Right, right. But Olivia Newton-John, who was thinking about this? Even though yeah. people knew that she was sick and everything like that, who was thinking about this? And then it hits you and you realize, here's what I liked about the outpouring, uh, um, for instance, on social media, but also in the press and the, the articles written about her since. When it first hit, I thought, uh, this oh, this is going to hit baby boomers and Gen X really hard. Uh, but I was happy to see that it was cross-generational, the response to it that the gays were especially hard hit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I'm one of them. <laughs> young gays were yeah. also especially hard hit. And the third thing I really liked was, because uh, again, I made certain assumptions as soon as the news hit. 
I would have thought everything would have been about Greece, 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 and maybe Xanadu. But there was a lot of focus on her early seventies work. No, oh well, no, yes, yeah, uh, her country music, her country yeah. music from the seventies, and uh, it's songs that I haven't heard in a long, long time that were playing all this week. Let me be there has been stuck in my head all week long, and a lot of appreciation of that work and right. how her career, her musical career, um, really demonstrated the times in which she was performing you know going from country music to greece to things like physical and more new wave inspired stuff um and i think for gays part of the reason they love her uh is as someone said she was kylie minogue before kylie minogue and i think that's That's actually a really good way of putting it um she's just the kind of pop star that gay men always have loved and then in 1980 when she did physical and she did the video for physical. Um, she showed two men in speedos holding hands, and I cannot even begin to express to you how revolutionary that right, is in right. 1980. Like it, it sounds ridiculous to to even think that that is the mm-hmm. thing. But it really was brave and shocking. And I'm not saying it was her idea solely, but she signed off on it and she was fine with it. Right. Um, I, I like the whole story behind it because she <laughs> she recorded the song and then she kind of like panicked. She's like, this is way too sexy, you know, sexual. And I I don't know if I want to do this. And then I'm like, all right, what if we do a video while I'm working out and stuff? Right, right, right. And then it worked. I... I think it's hilarious that that song was ever considered dirty. I know. It's not like it has the whole physical. I don't that's know. dirty? Like, even in I 1980, I remember thinking, because I was old enough to know about the controversy, thinking it was silly. Um, she's I not get, saying, let's. Uh, well, let let's, your body talk and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm just trying to Donna understand. Donna Summer had been moaning right. for like <laughs> eight full minutes on Love to Love You, Baby, <laughs> oh like three or four years before. Come on. I, know. I still remember my father's reaction. And like three or four years later, Sheena Easton was recording Come Spend the Night Inside My Sugar Walls. Oh, Come on, God. Now. Oh, my God. Physical was nothing. But I I, she, I loved her. I love I love Greeks. I love her so much. And I, I, I mean, as, as a young gay man, the whole transformation when she turned into that sexy, I know, I know. which is so wrong now when you when you think about the whole thing because you know like yeah. change for a man right I mean, pretty much um, it's just a very much of its time I but don't it, know. but yeah. yeah at the time I was like oh my god this is so gay and wonderful and and you know just but she you, really was one of those stars that um, she was just effervescent she gave off a light no one had a bad thing to say about have you ever ever heard anybody say no. a bad thing and i don't mean like bad gossip about her i mean anyone who trashed her music or no, tra- no everybody loved olivia newton john for the whole length of her career right. and apparently she had a great relationship with her daughter and and her daughter know. was very troubled for a lot of years but i'm i'm pretty sure that's all healed right and- right, right right but anyway um yeah it's I, sad it was really sad, sad. Uh, 73 is young uh very young y- yeah. young to go and um I, you know, it's just sad to, I hope she didn't suffer too much in the end. I know. Um, but her contributions are just massive, massive, massive. Uh, 40, 50 years of, of contributions to the culture. So rest in peace and power, Olivia Newton-John. Now more sad stories. Um, well, we'll move on to the next tragedy, which is Anne Hake. I don't have a lot to say about Anne Hake because no. I haven't really followed her career all that. But it is sad. She was in a car accident early a bad car accident. I didn't realize how bad it was until I read up on it just now, Mm -hmm. um, where she um, 
her car collided into a house and then burst into flames and she had all these bad burns and terrible um it's head really injury yeah. i had read somewhere in the press that she had had a car accident but i had no idea it was that bad and then it came out today that um her family is that she doesn't is not expected to survive. No, no, it was really bad. I mean, when they said that they had fifty nine firefighters, you know, that's a showed hell of up. A, yeah, yeah, and I was like, what? Did that, this thing explode that is or a something? Major, yeah. Well, that's what happened, and she was in the car for a long time. Uh, it's it's really bad. It's bad for the family with the house and the dogs and everything. I mean, I mean, you're watching TV and all of a sudden you have a car, you know, right bursting in um uh it 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 the whole thing is horrible i i feel very bad for her but I, and it's you know it speaks about it it's a it's more than just a horrible accident it's the whole thing about you know um getting drunk and driving and all that well, stuff uh, yeah there there's a lot there's a lot of trouble you know news here there um, yeah i mean la times came out and said that she had um cocaine in her system right um and then there were some conflicting reports. And, you know, I, I feel like you always have to be careful when you get into this area because it makes it sound like you're blaming the person. On the other hand, you know, uh, it, people should know what happened. Um, the only reason I'm touching on this is because she is famous and we were talking about famous, sad sort of, and this just broke. And um, she's had a long history of in her time in the public eye of, mm-hmm. of she's had problems. She's had, she's a, uh, self-admitted many many times that she had mental health issues and she wound up committed at one point i believe i believe she's admitted to um um substance abuse issues in the past as well so it just makes it all it's very very sad when you think someone has been struggling that long and and it just ended this way you you want to hope that they you know come out the other side of it and it's such a painful and horrible way to go i would not wish that on anyone it's awful and uh, i mean she i mean it all started in terms of public exposure when she broke up with ellen and she was knocking on somebody's door remember the whole story long Um, history of stuff like that right and she didn't know where she was who she was or where she was something like that uh, it's just very sad. It's a series of of things. Going she was on estranged with from yeah. most of her family because right. she um, she claimed in her autobiography that her father sexually abused her as a child and her mother. But I don't think her mother sounds all that um, tightly wound herself. There's just a lot of there's a lot messiness. going on. And, yeah, and, and the message uh, her, here: four of her five siblings died, or three of her five siblings. Really? Well, now it's four. I didn't know that. Yeah, her mother had five children, and four of them are dead. That's sad but i I think the the main discussion here is that you i i feel i feel bad and and it's but i feel angry in a way because i feel like celebrities um people tiptoe around celebrities mostly you know and they they don't do what they need to do or they don't get the help they need because they don't want to you know talk to celebrities the way you should talk to anybody you know hey you have a problem here you you know let's see what we can do um, on the other hand, you say tiptoe, and I say, and I say exploit, because I oh, think of, look at Bruce Willis, yeah. who it's coming out now that um, people surrounding him, his business people, and possibly even family members, knew how bad off he was, and they just kept milking all of these movies so that they could make more money. Well, that's what's happening right now with Ezra Miller. We'll get to that in a minute. I mean, yeah, it, he's it, our next. It's you know, you kind of like avoid the whole subject matter because, because there's money to be made. there's money to be made and. Not not that Anne Hake was pulling in crazy no, amounts I of know, money, but, but you still have all the 
hangers on. Yeah, you have a team surrounding, uh, and let's surrounded by a team, and then they're all making money off of you. Being um, someone in the Hollywood system, it's just not a healthy place if you're no. someone who is prone to these problems. Um, it's just not good for you. Uh, I can't imagine uh, having to deal with the, all the Hollywood bullshit and, and stress. No, I, I mean, can't that imagine is just, either. Oh my god, I don't know how you can live a life like that. Unless you're very famous and everyone, again, you know, right. are all like, treat, you know, they're treating you like a king or a queen. So, but otherwise you, you, you're struggling and, and, and you're very insecure about everything in your life. All right. Speaking uh, of kings, there is a gigantic orange tabby walking right across on everything here. our notes and our recording equipment. <laughs> this, this has been an adventure for us. I know. Today. I know. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry, folks, but yeah, you shouldn't be sorry. It's a um, homemade video. I mean, not video post so, podcast. It's just you know switching gears, but I, I I just wanted to acknowledge. It's a shame that this is happening to her and her family. Um, and it's it's a shame that she. It's sad to hear when someone it, it it did is. not survive. A, you know, she she's been through a lot. She clearly had some a lot of issues over the years, and it's just it's sad. It's when very sad. But at the it same ends time, like this. I feel like I I want to emphasize that if you can help help someone because it's it's very tragic for everybody. I mean, in this case, nobody died except it looks like she's not going to make it. But I'm talking about sometimes you you're behind the wheel, you're driving drunk, and you kill people. Right. Uh, and that's a horrible thing. Um, you know, it's a horrible way to end your life or end the life of someone you love because, you know, there was a drunk person behind the wheel, which is apparently was the case here. I can't confirm. I'm not confirming anything. But my point is that if you can help someone in a situation like that, someone who needs help, clearly, um, you should do your best um, to help that person uh, to great. avoid situations like that. Agreed. Um, there seems to be a lot of mental health issues among the celebrity set of late, but then again, aren't we all struggling at the I think, moment? I think the pandemic kind of like made things worse. I think, um, uh, just on a semi light, not, I, whatever. I just wanted to note something I said today on, on, um, on Twitter about Ben Affleck. Cause I always weirdly feel the need. Mm hmm. I want to rise to the Are guys. Are going to talk about him now? Right. Defense. Yeah, I, I figured we'd wait for Ezra Miller till later because yeah, that's yeah. a whole mm -hmm. bunch of shit. Um, and this is brief. All I want to say about Ben Affleck is this. is I know he's a big doofus. I know he treated Jennifer Garner like shit. I know, mm -hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure he's not someone I would personally want to be friends with and I'm not trying to turn him into some sort of victim. However, I do feel like the public has him wrong in a lot of ways. Um and the story came out today, or or in the last uh, day or so, that, you know, it came out last week, there were pictures of it where he was crying while on their honeymoon in mm. Paris. And um, it came out today that he was um, overwhelmed by all the press attention, and it made him very nervous and afraid. And it, one of the things that made him nervous about, not just the fact that his children, were, their children were with them, but um, they originally broke up because the... Um, the press attention got so mm -hmm. uh, out of control for them. I mean, they broke up for other reasons, but they postponed their first wedding, and that was the reason why. And then they eventually broke up. And apparently this dredged up a lot of shit with Ben. And all I want to say, I don't want to put put myself out on a limb too far and be like, oh, let's all pity the you know wealth, wealthy white middle-aged man. But I have always looked at Ben and known 
I think people see a big guy with a lot of money who shot, shoots off his mouth sometimes and had a messy personal life, and they can't see that this is someone who um, battles a lot of depression and anxiety in his life. Mm-hmm. Like all of those memes of him with his Dunkin' Donuts or standing on the beach wrapped in that towel and everything, and they're funny, but they're also like, can't you see that that guy... I almost tweeted this, and I was like, this is going to get me in trouble, but... Um, if you took Ben Affleck's entire deal and just imagine that he looked like Troy Savan, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be making these jokes about him. He's just this big, square-jawed guy, so it's easy to assume that you know he's just a dick. And maybe he's a dick. I'm not claiming he's not. Right. But there's so much indication over the last... Well, ever since things broke... Ever, ever since he wound up in rehab and his marriage to Jen Garner collapsed... he's just a guy that has a lot of problems not i don't think he's fucked up as someone as roxana hadati a film critic we really love and said on twitter today in response to this she compared him to don draper he's Mm -hmm. someone who is fucked up and feels things very deeply uh and you just kind of want to root for him and he looks like that i'm not saying he's gorgeous but i think people do see this big strapping white guy Mm -hmm this you know boston masshole or whatever which they love to and that's the thing for years now i've been saying ben affleck's not the dick matt damon is the dick out Mm -hmm. of those two out of those two i would rather be hanging around with ben affleck any day of the week matt damon grosses me the hell out oh my god yeah um that's all i want to say is is i'm not saying don't make fun of him whatever he's rich he's he's banging j-lo he's doing just fine don't get me wrong i'm not saying anyone needs to feel sorry for him i'm just saying that all of those memes, those Dunkin' Donuts memes and those crying on the beach memes and that horrible, tragic back tattoo that he got, he's just a a, a middle-aged artist dude who feels things a lot mm-hmm. and is prone to a lot of depression and anxiety. And fine, you can make fun of them. I'm not saying you're not allowed to, but I don't think people ever see that mm-hmm. side of him. Anyway. I do see him as a troubled person. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. I mean, I, I look at a bunch of pictures every day, you know, to pick stuff for our site, and he's miserable in every single one of them. Well, he, uh, yeah, he doesn't like to be photographed. Well, yeah. Anyway, he looks miserable every, every time, no matter what. Uh, and, um, you know, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for him and people I, like him. Right. I'm expressing my opinion now. I don't. I'm not. Just, I'm just saying. Uh, I wasn't suggesting you. No. Need to I. Feel sorry for I him. mean, when he when he comes out with statements like you know upset with paparazzi following them around in Paris, uh, you married Jennifer Lopez. There are a few people on this planet like Madonna, like Lady Gaga, like Jennifer Lopez that these are going to be surrounded by people and paparazzi their entire lives. Kim Kardashian is another one of them. So if you choose to marry one of those women, um, yeah, this is the life you're going to have. And Jennifer Lopez, I give her a lot of credit. She understands that. She understands that that's her life. Right. And she embraces it. I'm not saying she thinks it's great, but she she understands what she has to go through. Um, so if you married someone like Jennifer Lopez, yeah, that's what you're going to have. Uh, this whole excessive media attention. You've been in, the, in this industry for God knows how many years. So you should know that this is what you have to deal with. I do not like people making fun of him because he was asleep on the boat, mouth open and all that stuff. Because 
all of us have been in some sort of situation they like that. They made fun of him for crying, yeah, too. Yeah, which, I mean, I've been in situations where I cried in public or, you know, my mouth was open, I fell asleep on the train or something. What if someone took a picture of me and then made fun of... You know what I mean? Like, they're famous, obviously. They're cam... You know, they have cameras around them all the time. So right. they're going to catch those moments and um, people are going to make fun of them. I, I, I personally don't like that. Um, I'm all about taking pictures of celebrities if they are in, in an environment where they kind of like know they have to be photographed. Um, I'm not a friend of those TMZ kind of bullshit where they... Yeah, I mean, I'm I... I'm not. I'm not a I'm, fan. I don't, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying about being married to J-Lo, but I also don't think it's out of line for him to be overwhelmed by that. Um, he, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, uh, and I, I'm not the type that goes around feeling sorry for celebrities ever, really. So mm-hmm. I really don't want to make it sound like I feel bad for him. I think I'm just referring to things like the rush to make fun of him for falling right. asleep, the rush right. to make fun of him for crying in Paris. And I and we know the man had substance abuse problems. We mm-hmm. know that he's had personal problems. And we rush to make fun of him, I think, because he looks a certain way, because he acts a certain way, and because we assume that that kind of person shouldn't shouldn't be that way. Right. Again, if he looked like Troy Savan and had substance abuse problems, nobody would be making these jokes about him. No one would make fun of him standing on a beach in an unflattering picture, that sort of thing. And again, I know I, I sound like I'm defending the middle-aged white guy, and I guess I am. Um, believe me, I'm not a fan of his... I don't care either way. I just think people miss the point with him a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he, it's. I'm sure there's a million reasons to call him a jerk, um, but and I, I'm not debating any of that. I wouldn't argue against. I don't know him, but I also think people aren't. They're not particularly fair about. He clearly also has some problems, and we, the public, tend to decide what celebrities are allowed to have our sympathy and what celebrities are mm-hmm. not for exactly the same kinds of problems. I agree. Um, so that's all. Uh, so that's not the saddest celebrity story. He's doing fine. Believe oh, he's me. doing very he's very fine. wealthy. He's married to JLo. And I am weirdly um, sort of happy for the both of them. I, I honestly do think you don't just, you don't do this unless you really, it's sort of like Charles and Camilla where by, uh, you know, clearly this was a love story that should have happened. Um, we'll see. We'll well, whether it lasts or not. I that yeah, that's not the point. But I, I'm happy for them right now. I think this was something they wanted, and I think they're both really happy. Uh, you hate them, so you can't say. No, I don't I, hate I, them. I look no, no, at no, no, your no, no. face right them. now. I love Jennifer Lopez. No, I don't Since hate when? them. I do. I like her. I think. She, Please yeah, say one nice it. thing about her. Uh, no, See, I like her. Can't. No, I think she works hard. I think she's. Uh, I've said that she was talented, and someone almost you know, bit my head off uh, on on Twitter. I do think she's talented to, to a certain extent. I think she's talented. You you don't have to be a genius at what you do, or you don't have to be brilliant. But I think she's talented. She's, yeah. she works hard, and she's she has a a level of talent. Agreed. All right. Who else are we talking about? Um. Oh. Oh. Think- for, we're gonna let's put off. Uh, just uh, this is another one that's kind of sad, and I'm like, do I really want to talk about this? Uh, Britney Spears' kids haven't spoken to her in five months, and um, Kevin Federline, her ex-husband and the father of her children, gave a really trashy interview that yeah. they're not even going to air the whole thing I because mean, apparently it was so trashy. What else isn't trashy about that man? Um. Everyone. Everyone surrounding her. 
it's just sad. Mm-hmm. And um, according to, and then he released videos of her mm-hmm. yelling at her children on the phone. Her, her kids are like, they're not 18 yet, but they are teenagers. I think he's just looking for reasons to uh, make her the bad girl. You well, know? I don't de- I don't deny it looks like she has a bad relationship with her kids. In fact, she posted some stuff on social media where, mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. did you read some of the mm-hmm. messages? Yes, I read Where that. she was really angry and she wasn't be- saying nice things about her kids. She was saying, you know... I paid for everything, that kind of stuff. That sort of and, thing. And, uh, so... And, uh, and, and she said a few things that I, I, I was like, ooh, you shouldn't have said that. No, she shouldn't have. She also talks about, like, you know, I've seen other artists do worse things, you know, with, with having kids, blah, 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 showing their booties, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, you don't want to be criticizing for what you're doing, but at, you at the same time, you're criticizing other people for doing other things. I mean, like, you can't have it both ways. Um, I... I think it, the whole thing is sad, and I think that's, again, celebrities, uh, if you have kids, I mean, look at Jennifer Lopez. I just saw pictures of her promoting something that she's completely naked. So I can understand if you're a teenager going to school and, um, you know, and your mother or your father is naked on Instagram. Yeah, I, I yeah, can see I mean, that. You jumped. Uh, we didn't get to that point, but Kevin Federline claims that part of the reason her kids aren't don't want to see her is because she posted some naked pictures, on a bunch of naked pictures on, on Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Um, and they're like 15 and 16 yeah, kids. Yeah. And that would be yeah, painful <laughs> to see. Um, I think I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same time. Uh, when it comes to celebrities, nuanced isn't a thing, especially online commentary. But I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same time. One thought is that uh, Britney Spears has been victimized by almost yeah. everyone surrounding her for a very, very long time. And she deserves the right to live her life. Um uh, it, no matter how messy it gets, she deserves her right to live that life. While at the same time, I can hold the thought that it sounds like she's not a good mother. And this has been um, a charge that has followed her. It's why she didn't, she lost custody of her children. Um, and it does sound like she doesn't have the greatest, re- she doesn't have a good relationship mm-hmm. with them and she doesn't seem to like them very much. And I don't, I she was so vilified back in the day for not being an attentive mother to her children. Right. Uh, and I don't want to get on that bus. That's, I think in our culture, we act like being a bad mother, as long as we're not talking abuse. And it no, doesn't sound to me, yeah. it doesn't sound to me at all. Like there's any charges of abuse towards her. She just has a bad relationship with right. them. And I just want to say, uh, that's not the greatest crime anybody could commit. She probably, was never suited for motherhood. Um, And maybe she's tried her best. I don't know. I wouldn't claim to know her life. But all I'm saying here is I can believe that she's having a really, she's had a really hard time of it. And also she's probably not good with her kids at this. You know, that's all. Well, she went through a lot of of stuff, you know, she did. uh, She couldn't do things and she probably wasn't allowed to do a lot of things with her kids. So they were, you know, they pretty much dictated how she should, be with her kids and raise her kids and so on. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I do feel like I'm sure that's an issue for a lot of celebrities out there, not just her, that kids see their parents, you know, naked in a movie, having sex with somebody else right. or whatever. That, right. They know that's going right. on, even if they're not allowed to see the scenes. You just it's, go to social media. It's and, hard to be the child of a yeah. of a major celebrity. I mean, look at Thor and, and, and what's his name? Chris, whatever. Like Hemsworth. With, yeah, with... with butt naked you know like i'm sure his kids are hearing about it right it's not just um female uh 
you know, celebrities, also male celebrities. It's just, I think that's something you have to get used to, I guess, and, and deal with it. Um, so I understand why the kids are upset. I mean, I can see that happening. But I also feel like he's using the kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think he's an asshole, and I right. think he's manipulating the situation terribly. Um, but I think you can say that and at the same time not fall into the trap of defending, you know, the kind of shitty things she was saying about her kids right. on social media. Yeah, I thought she was... <laughs> I guess Here's she was just about angry. Britney yeah. and, and her fans and all the people of the free Britney movement have to, uh, you know, come to terms with this, as, as, as does the press and the public. Um... If you thought she was going to come out of this and just lead a life that wasn't messy, then you you were deluding yourself. No, if you're in she, prison for twenty years, exactly, you are going. It's to It's going to be a mess. Yes, you. It, we're, the ho- we're all hoping that it won't be the mess it was last time, but she probably doesn't have the skills. No, to do all this stuff on her own. I I sincerely hope that dude she married has her best interest in heart. He's a nice guy. I don't I, know much about I, him, so I I, don't I mean. Know. I don't, she doesn't always have the best judgment, so I don't know. Like, I'm hoping right. he's got her interest at heart because she has pegged everything on him. Right. She's uh, alienated everybody else in her life, think, and it's all on him. And I'm like, well, I, I get this, why you alienated everyone, but I also don't think this is great that you put pinned all your hopes to this right. one guy. I think the sad part and it, the difficult part here is that you've been in, you were in prison for 20 years, right? Kind of like 20 years. I can't remember the exact number of years. Anyway. And then you're out, and then you're allowed to do whatever you want. So it's it's hard to strike that balance, you know, and be a quote unquote normal and and not crazy, quote unquote crazy, according to the public. Um, so you are going to be judged. Everything you do, you know, is going to be examined and and criticized. Um, but I just with social media, you know, the thing with social media that's I, I, I see celebrities doing that a lot. They know that most of the people following them are fans. So they feel like they can say whatever and they're going to be protected. Right. So they, 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 they tend to vent and say things like that because they know the fans are going to support that. But I, I do feel her messages were a little, you know, they weren't helping. rough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to vilify her for that. Like I said, it's not a crime for, to not be a great mother. Um, as long as she's not abusive, I'm just not going to make a big deal out of that because she probably doesn't have the cap. You know, she didn't have the tools exactly. to learn how to be exactly. a good mother, exactly. and exactly. she wasn't given the chance. So it's not surprising to me that she doesn't have a good relationship with her teenage sons. Um, and but I also don't think that I need to hold that against her. I just hope for her sake uh, things don't get any messier. I mean, it doesn't help when you have a fuckwad like Kevin Federline. Right. It does. I, I do think that the kids are being used here because I can understand the kids getting upset and stuff. And they said, well, that's the reason why they didn't go to the wedding, blah, 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 because they were upset with her. I can get all that. But as teenagers go, you know how teenagers are. They probably forgot about it the next day or whatever. And he's still using it. He's still milking it. Right. right. Whatever the kids said, he's still milking that uh, to get back, you know, at her or whatever. Anyway, um, but... You know, I, I think maybe she needs a um, a team. Maybe she needs people who can well, she guide had a her. Team. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. But best of luck. I mean, like I said, we we told you it was going to be sad celebrity stories, and now we're moving on to infuriating celebrity stories. Although it is sad. I mean, presumably Ezra Miller, who has been uh, having multiple run-ins with the law over the last year or so, several years actually. Um, presumably he maybe. they are dealing with some, um, I would have to assume, some mental, mental health issues. issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Um, so the story this week, uh, there's there's been unfolding stories about all the stuff they've been doing. Um, but the latest two are that uh, a, a 25-year-old mother and, and her three children all are under the age of eight. Uh, they were staying with them, with Ezra Miller, and then um, Child Protective Services came out to look for them because the father has been complaining that there's guns and, and drugs in the house, and they can't find them. Mm-hmm. They can't find this mother. And on top of that, Ezra Miller, um, he was arrested for breaking into someone's house and stealing liquor. They were arrested. They yeah. were arrested. Yeah. I apologize. Well, the thing with Ezra, there, there are several charges. Like he, uh, not he, well, they apparently... Uh, broke into several homes and, and looking for liquor and then assaulted a couple that they met somewhere. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. And it, it, it feels to me that they're just doing whatever they feel like doing it and, and, and not getting any sort of like an I don't help. understand why. Yeah. I just don't understand why they're just get keep uh, keep doing it. There's just all I mean, I guess they have to w- wait for them to do something what kill someone i guess arrestable i guess it's just all very very strange to me and i think what really compounds this this is why i wanted to wait until we were done is is the way warner brothers is reacting oh my god yeah um so the big uh, entertainment news story of the week was that uh the new president of hbo warner or warner brothers discovery plus whatever the fuck it's called now i can't even remember the ceo yeah uh, david zaslav came out went and um made several shocking announcements the first of which was that the uh batgirl movie from from uh warners which was going to air on hbo max it was not going to go into theaters starring leslie grace and michael keaton was coming back as batman first latina right um uh, part yes. of the dc thing blah, yeah blah, blah. I, yes i believe so um uh the movie's done a 90 million dollar movie it's in the can and he basically canceled it it's not going to air or or go or stream anywhere um and he did it for a tax break and all this was explained in several phone calls and 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 press events and everything um a lot of it has to do with the disappointing um uh numbers for all of dc product right now dc comics product mm-hmm. they have gotten bodied by marvel on in the cinema for you know a decade now they've never really managed to come close to marvel's um success and now marvel dominates that whole genre i understand the idea behind okay we need to restructure what we're doing um but uh it just i've been a dc fan for since i was eight years old and i can't even tell you how many times they came would come out and say we're going to do things just like marvel does them and it never works with those characters because apparently zaslav's plan is that we're going to have a 10-year plan and it's all going to be structured and it's going to be just like kevin feige over at marvel kevin feige is the guy who the uber producer who just oversaw Mm -hmm. that entire and still is overseeing it um and I, I just don't think exerting that kind of control over those kind of characters is going to work all that well. The difference between Marvel and DC largely is that their Marvel's core characters were all created within a certain period of time, short period of time, by a very small group of people who all worked on each other's books so they could integrate all those characters into a shared universe dc's characters were not like that at all batman was in his book superman was in him wonder Woman was in her book and it was all kept very separate they would go to justice league meetings once a month but it was not like 
a, a shared fighting cotton. together type of thing it, all the it time. It just wasn't a shared continuity, right. the same Marvel, the, the way Marvel is. And this idea that Warner's is going to impose this shared continuity on these this ragtag group of characters, I don't. It's it never worked before. I don't see why it's going to work now. The reason I'm bringing this up is because um, they are pinning, they have been pinning their hopes for a really, really long time on uh, the movie that Ezra Miller has coming out where he plays the Flash. They played the Flash. They played the, also played the Flash in the Justice League movies. And this is their first um, solo outing. It's, I mean, it's so crazy because this, it, when was the Justice League movie? Six years ago? It takes, they're so slow with all this stuff. Um, this part of, part of the problem with DC movies is that they just, they don't have a schedule. They come out so. And they spent like $200 million, right? Yes. And after they shot this movie, and it's a big deal. It's supposedly the one that's going to reset their whole universe. It it um, has, a, I believe, a multiverse quality to it. And uh, the timeline will be reset. If it has anything to do with the comics that it's based off of, there will be a timeline reset. And it may wind up um, with several characters being recast um, because they'll get new ac- actors in to play them because the timeline has been reset. Sort of like they did with the X-Men uh, in the X-Men movies. Anyway, the problem is all of these stories have been coming out since they wrapped the movie of all these things right. that Ezra Miller has been doing. Uh, all these, he, uh, they choked a fan at a fan event one yeah. time. Um, just, there's, a, a, yeah, they're not a Punch well someone person. someone at a bar, right? Yeah, they are not a well person. And I, on some level, sympathize with Warner Brothers that you just, you invented you invested two hundred million dollars in this movie, and the person who is anchoring the whole but movie. But that's the typical is, studio approach. Uh, let's just not talk about it until we can't not no longer right not so talk they, about it. They canceled the background yeah. movie with the Afro Latina actress, and they are keeping the Flash movie with the well, white well, non-binary that, actor. They say that Ezra Miller is like ninety nine in like ninety nine percent of the he's, movie. Like he's they are the they're movie. in the entire movie. They're in right? the entire movie. movie. Yeah. Um. It's it's like a Batman movie. Whoever plays Batman in a Batman movie is in all of this, almost all of the scenes. So, um, I do sympathize with Warner Brothers, but I, I. I'm not the type to do like, oh, I refuse to watch blah, 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 that kind of thing. I cannot imagine watching this movie. No. I cannot imagine paying the money. It's awful. It's awful that this person is being... No, I'm I'm sorry. If if you could reshoot a whole movie around Kevin Spacey after all that shit know, came right? out, uh-huh. sorry. If you want your Flash movie to come out, then you need to invest another $25 million and and reshoot all the close-ups so of, of Ezra to, Miller's face. Uh, according to the uh, Hollywood Reporter, they they're they're trying to come up with plans. The first plan would be to Ezra Miller apologize and explain why they're behaving the way they're behaving, blah blah blah, or limit the uh, promotion stuff, like not have Ezra Miller doing anything. Well, they did that with Ansel Elgort yeah. with West Side Story. Or if things get worse by 2023, uh, which just, is when the movie comes out, yeah. just cancel the movie altogether. Like reshoot the shit now because this is not going to get any better um the best case scenario is that they get arrested mm-hmm. or that they um come out and you know check themselves into some sort of program and neither of those are great pr for your movie no i don't think so um and it's very hard for me to picture ezra miller as they are right now 
apologizing for any of this. No, Ezra Miller coming out and doing some sort of press conference or anything. And I doubt very much that they could make it through an entire interview without getting in trouble somehow. You know what I mean? Like incriminating themselves. Or right. They sound like an asshole. Like, fine. There's some... You have mental issues. You have mental health difficulties. But on top of everything else, you sound an like an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole. Um, um, again, I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same well, time. Well, same here. Exactly. Um, it, yeah, I mean, like breaking to people's home and stealing the liquor and... <laughs> Choking a fan. Choking a fan and punching someone in a bar and then pretty much, you know, saying to a whole family. Losing a mother and her three children somehow, just losing them. The well, whole thing is weird. Oh, my God. Yes. But it's, and I just feel like the whole thing is weird because the, well. the mother came out and said that the reason why she was with them, um, uh, it was because um, um, the husband is abusive, blah, blah, blah. And she had to stay away from the husband. That's why she was there with the family, and now she kind of disappeared because nobody can find them. It's just a, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it, it's kind of gross that a studio. I understand you spent two hundred million dollars, but you just dumped ninety million. So I don't. You know, you right. have choices. Um, um, I just can't see myself supporting this this move this at no, all. No, I can't. That you would cancel that, and I have to admit. I didn't have high, high hopes for the Batgirl movie. Um, not because of her. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts about Leslie Grace, but I saw the costume and I saw some stills and I just... You didn't like it. Oh, no, it didn't give me good feelings. Um, anyway, and apparently it didn't test well in screenings, but it's only like at a 10-week cut and nothing tests well 10 weeks into their edits. Um, and they're, you're looking at a very rough film. Right. Um it just sounds like they didn't want to give it a chance, and uh, they're going to go with the extraordinarily problematic white non-binary actor over the right, you know, the budding black Afro Latina. But I think it has a little bit to do with the whole streaming because the movie was going to be streamed by H. Yeah, yeah, and they just don't want to do it that anymore. They want to make the money, you know, they have to make the money the way Marvel's making money. But you know, yeah. Marvel had a plan, and it's a different set of characters and. Whatever. Apparently, Zaslav at at Warner's, he wants to try and adopt this plan where they go. They have like, you know, mm. just a ten year. You know, like Marvel did their whole thing in phases, and I think they're in phase right. five. Or I'm whatever not a now. comic book fan, but it feels to me like it, it, these characters are just being watered down to a point where there's no. <laughs> as a as a comic book and superhero fan, I I totally feel that the market is flooded i don't get excited about product anymore right the sandman although that's not a superhero right was the first time any comic adaptation got me excited in at least half a decade um the stuff that comes out now i'm like yeah i'll catch it but i i every single marvel movie since endgame every single one has been mediocre as far as i, I can and forgettable the Spider-Man movie, the Black Widow movie, the right. Shang-Chi movie, the uh, Doctor Strange movie, just forgettable. I, I didn't hate them, the, uh, you know, and then the stuff on the TV show, like most of the Marvel Disney Plus shows I think are awful. They're okay, right? but they're not great. So um, I don't get excited about superhero just stuff at all anymore. For me, I'm not, again, I'm not a, a huge fan of the genre but it feels to me like it, it, it's not a spe- it doesn't feel special anymore like there's so many out there i agree and uh yeah that it, you're not watching something special oh i want to watch this movie because right. no you you know that this 
he's going to be with somebody else in the next movie and next year and so on. And it's just, yeah. Anyway, these are our sad celebrity stories. We rambled all over the culture this week. I hope we made some interesting points. Give you something to talk about. And we didn't depress you. Would love to hear your thoughts on the various uh, celebrity gossip we talked about today, as well as its impact on things like studio plans and stuff like that. So uh, until next week, when we talk, when we're back here with whatever crosses our eyes or crosses our desk, and right now what's crossing our desk is a large, Oh my God, Tim taking a nap right on top of everything. A a loaf (laughs) of cat right in front of us. He's so sweet. Uh, But until then, uh, love you, mean it. Bye-bye. Bye.